Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Fitter, Healthier Dad podcast, where you can learn how to improve your diet, lose fat, and get fitter in a sustainable and fun way without spending hours in the gym. Here is your host, Darren Kirby. Welcome back to the podcast, guys. This is the number one podcast for dads in their 40s who want to improve their health and fitness. This is episode 62, and in today's episode, I want to address the three most commonly asked questions by dads around getting fit and losing weight. So let's dive in. So this, these questions that uh, come up frequently, really, when um, we're speaking to our community, uh, we're emailing um, dads to ask them what their biggest challenges are. So I thought it'd be quite useful because if, you know, the large majority of questions um, that are being asked are very similar, then undoubtedly a lot of people listening to this will also have those same questions. So the first question really um, is, well, it's not so much a question, it's more about a statement, I guess. And that is that, you know, we're very busy. And that is the reality of life, unfortunately. We are all very busy, you know, making sure that the family's okay, making sure that we can hold down a job, uh, and just dealing with all of the trials and tribulations that life throws at us. And so for many people, you know, the thought of actually then adding in, you know, paying attention to their fitness, paying attention to their nutrition and overall health is one which is can sometimes feel overwhelming, but also can feel like that's not a priority right now. And, you know, my view is that that needs to be made a priority. But for people listening to this, it, it will be um maybe some people might say well it's okay for me and all the rest of it but you know I took a decision a long time ago that I needed to pay attention to my health and I am still busy and probably more busier than I've ever been um and so there's various different ways in which we can um put more emphasis on fitness um and nutrition without it getting in the way of everything else that we've we've got going on and that's that's really the premise on which I created Fitter Healthier Dad was because you know I realized that like me lots of other dads are in the same situation and they just don't feel like they have the time um, so really it's there's there's a number of different ways that you can slice it and dice it and and kind of have a look at this really and one is that the, the the misconception, I believe, is that the fitness industry sell us on this fact that we have to have a gym membership, we have to go to a place to work out to get fit, and generally the, the kind of theme that's been set is it needs to be for an hour. Well, you don't need to do any of those things. So first off, around timing. You know, you can get a really effective workout in um by doing a workout anywhere between 12 to 18 minutes depending on how experienced you are and so there you might well say that well I don't have time in the day because you have to consider as well whilst the workout will only be 12 to 18 minutes you've got to get ready and you've got to get dressed again and you've got to get showered hopefully if you've you've uh, worked out hard enough 
And so really, when you look at it, it's actually going to take you about half an hour. So when do you do that? If you have kids, you have a career, you have a commute and all the rest of it, then sometimes it's not feasible to do it in the morning. Although I would advocate, depending on what kind of person you are, and what I mean by that is whether you're a morning person or an evening person, uh, and that is get up earlier in the morning. And particularly, you know, in the UK, as we're getting to this time of year, autumn is kicking in, the mornings are darker, it's harder to get out of bed. But if you start forming that habit of getting up 30 minutes earlier, you then can fit in this 12 to 18 minute workout and it will enable you to obviously get ready and um, still get showered uh, at the end of it. The second thing is, and I spoke about this on another recent podcast, and that is scheduling in your workouts. So putting them in a calendar to make sure they are in your day and you either do them when they're scheduled or you move them to a time in the day when you have got that 30 minutes. Um, and you, while some people might be, a lot of people might be at home right now, and so that might be that slight bit easier um, to be able to fit these in. If you are in an office, you know, the majority of offices nowadays um, either have, you know, showers and things like that. Um, but if, you know, if they don't, then, you know, you can, there's many, you can use a towel, you can use wet wipes and stuff like that to wipe yourself down after after you've done the workout, if you're going to do it in the office. If you work in an office in the city, there's many, many, you know, green spaces where you can go to do to do a workout. And the workouts that I subscribe in the, the 90-day transformation um you can do them anywhere. You don't need a massive amount of space. Equally, if you're doing them at home, you can do them in the kitchen, you can do them in the garden, you can do them in the lounge, providing you put something down. So in terms of busyness and not being able to fit them in, if you really take the time and if you are really committed to getting fitter, I would advocate you really taking the time to have a look at, you know, just track your week or track a few days to understand where you could potentially fit in 30 minutes. And I can guarantee you, if you do take the time to plan this out, you will realize that whilst you are still very busy, I'm not saying that you're not, you definitely will be able to find the time to fit this in. So anybody listening to this podcast today who thinks that they are too busy for fitness, please, please follow the advice that I've just given. Sit down, look at your schedule and find out where you can carve out 30 minutes in the day. So that could either be getting up earlier in the morning. It could be at lunchtime at work. Um, it, it doesn't have to be at set periods in the day. So, it, you know, it could be you have on a half an hour gap between meetings or something like that in the day. Um, and then in the evening, you know, evenings are probably for, for dads one of the biggest kind of contentious times because particularly when you come home, that is family time and that's why, the way it should be. You know, you're, you haven't seen the kids all day, you haven't seen your partner all day, so that's your time to spend with them, which is great. 
And then, you know, particularly if you've got young kids, you generally have dinner and bath time and then you put them to bed. And then unfortunately for a lot of us, it then means that we're sitting down and and starting work again, maybe doing an hour's worth of work. So in the evenings, maybe in between when the kids go to bed and you having to start working again, you could fit in that little bit of half an hour to do to do that workout. And again, if you schedule it in, you are more inclined to actually do that workout. Um, and once you've got it, this is a big mindset thing around busyness. Once you've got it set in your mind that that's when you're going to do your workout, then you're more inclined to do it. The other thing is, I understand that life throws challenges at us. And if there's a if there's a day where, you know, something's happened in the evening and you can't fit in your workout, then that's fine. You know, you just move it to another day or you actually moved your rest day and you just say, okay, right, today's going to be my rest day. So I'm going to have this as a rest day. I can't do my workout. So I'm going to have this as a rest day. So those are the few very, very simple areas and strategies that I would recommend that you look at if you're if you have this feeling that you are too busy to work out and like i said you know i'm a massive advocate of short high intensity workouts because when we look at it and in the context of weight loss and fat loss they are the most effective workouts um, that you can do so number two in in the top three questions is motivation i get a lot of messages from people who say, I just can't seem to get motivated. You know, I've lost the motivation to want to work out, but I do want to lose weight. And what I say to that is that um, motivation will get you started. Motivation won't keep you going. And so it's about finding out what really lights you up. So it might not be a, a high intensity a body weight workout it might well be a high intensity sprints it might well be a high intensity swimming or high intensity cycling um you know it could be any number of various different um exercise protocols and there are so many that you can do and you can apply the, the hit methodology to them and so with that and motivation, I would highly recommend you think about and just try various different things, really, which, um, you know, to see if you enjoy them. Because if you don't find something that you enjoy, you won't stay consistent at it. And if you don't stay consistent at it, you won't get the results. It's quite simple. So there is no point in either dragging yourself to a gym, dragging yourself to a class or whatever you know, latest fad exercise there is if you don't enjoy it. If you don't enjoy it, you won't stay motivated. And I'd say that's the biggest um, area, I would say, around motivation and staying motivated. Um, And for me, you know, that was, I'd always liked the gym and I still like working out. But once I had the, the sport that I'm into, which is triathlon, I had that that was the motivation for me to do all the other bits because I knew that you know if I didn't train and work out that when I went to an event I wouldn't perform at my best and I always want to perform at my best and get the best result that I can possibly get and so that's the other thing you know you might well decide that um 
you know, you want to run your first park run, you want to do your first 5k, or you want to do your first 10k, or you want to do an obstacle course race like Tough Mudder when we're able to do that, to do those. So that might be your motivation. That might be the reason why you are doing these HIIT workouts at six o'clock in the morning or six o'clock in the evening. So it's about understanding what it is you're looking to achieve. Uh, It could be a weight loss goal as well. So it could well be that you have decided for a particular anniversary, whether that be a personal anniversary, whether that be a life anniversary, that you want to be at a certain weight or you want to be in a certain state in terms of fitness by that date. And that might motivate you. So, you know, those are the things that you can add in rather than just saying, right, I want to lose weight and I'm going to do HIIT workouts. For some people that might work, but for a lot of others, it doesn't. And you have to have this goal, this reason why um, to kind of keep you motivated. Because on the days when you don't want to get out of bed because it is cold and it is wet outside, you can have these mind conversations with yourself and you can say to yourself, right, I've got this goal of losing this weight by this day. If I don't get up this morning and do this workout, that's one less workout that's going to stop me from getting to where I want to get to. So it's very much having those conversations with yourself. And, you know, listening to this, you might think, well, that's a bit crazy, but I can guarantee you we all have that internal self-talk. We all have those conversations with ourselves. So it's just about priming your brain and also, you know, not, not willing yourself, but but priming your brain so that, you know, it makes it that little bit more easier. I'm not going to say it's easy, but easier to actually um, accomplish. And the other thing that I use is, you know, I'll be honest, I frequently feel unmotivated to work out. But when I'm doing it, I like it. But more importantly, when I finished, um, that is when I get the real benefits because my mood is lifted, I have way more energy, um, and I feel much better throughout the day. So I always, those are the kind of mind games that I have with myself. I'm like, if I open the door at six o'clock on a Sunday morning and it's absolutely howling down with rain, and I just think there's no way I want to do this run. I always play it forward to think about, well, what am I going to feel like when I come back? Yes, I'll be cold. Yes, I'll be wet. But I'll have way more energy and I'll feel way more better for the day. So that's that's the, the uh, a point on motivation. And then the other biggest one is this generic term about losing weight. Um, I want to lose weight or I want to lose five pounds. I want to lose a stone. You know, those are the general um, questions that I get asked. You know, how do I do that? And, you know, if anybody's looked at the 90-10 transformation challenges, I make it quite clear that the where you will get your biggest results from will come from diet. And there's some really basic things that you can start with um, before you get into the incontricies. I can't even pronounce that, uh, and details around it. And the first thing really is portion sizes. And that is, you know, we, and I'm as guilty of this as anybody, um, we eat way too much. Our plates are very big. 
you know, we um, perhaps come, you know, when we're cooking our dinner, we, we think we are hungrier than what we are because we could be dehydrated. Um, and that, that could lead us to perceive that we are hungry when actually you're not, you're just dehydrated. So I would, you know, really advocate looking at the sizes uh, of food that you eat. And I frequently have to stop myself, particularly with evening meals, of having a meal which is way, way bigger than what I need um, so that, you know, I, I don't kind of spiral back up to the, the, the kind of or gain the 61 pounds that I've lost. So portion sizes um, is a big thing. And then the other side to it is, you know, again, I've spoken about this on a recent podcast, but I will caveat what I'm going to say, and that's calorie deficit. Now, the caveat that I want to add to this is that calorific deficit, i.e. eating less calories than you have done previously, will only work for a while. And, you know, it will work initially for you to lose that initial uh, amount of weight. And and then slowly you will plateau and you won't get so much benefits from being in a calorie deficit. The other really important thing about calorific deficit, and that is I've seen this on social media fairly recently, and it's quite alarming uh, in so much as people go way too far with this. And the general science behind it is that if you are an average male consuming the recommended uh, calorie intake for a male, which is two and a half thousand calories, when you decide to be in calorie deficit, you want to be in deficit by 19%. This is what studies and, and scientists have all shown to be the most optimal deficit um, amount. Uh, the problem with going way more than that is that the body, if it doesn't get enough nutrients, enough macronutrients, and macronutrients meaning proteins, fats, and carbohydrates, if you're not giving it enough to survive what hit what the body perceives enough to survive it will go into starvation mode and what that means is you might think that you're going to lose a huge amount of weight by cutting your calories by a thousand calories but actually the body will go into starvation mode and it will act like it's under threat uh, and it will actually start to store um, all of the nutrients you're you're giving it because it will think that it's not going to get anything else. It's in kind of fight or flight mode. And as a result, you can actually end up gaining more weight and more fat as a result of that. Um, so that's once you have been in calorie deficit, I would say for around two to three weeks at 19%, you then have to um, look at your macronutrients. So the, the ratio of proteins, to carbohydrates, to fats. And I, I talk about this, I think it is in another episode. It might even be episode 61, the one before this. So go and have a listen to that. Um, so yeah, that that's the the, the t- two things around losing weight. The, the, the third and final thing, which is really, really basic, and it has ha- actually come up in the community uh, as a result of the five-day challenge that we've recently done, and that is processed foods. And what I mean by that is not junk foods. I just mean everyday foods that you buy off the shelf of a supermarket. Um, unfortunately for us consumers, we have we are constantly missold to by food companies and food producers. 
um, with regards to food and you know we're being sold to that it's healthy it's good for us and all the rest of it when actually if you take the time to turn over the label to turn over the products and look at the food labels you will see a high amount of fats in these foods a high amount of sugars and and with regards to sugar the the food manufacturers are very clever because there are 69 different um names for sugar that they put in food and so it won't just say sugar in the food um it might say all other different types of of words which you might not be familiar with so i would advocate definitely looking at um the the ingredients in foods you know i was horrified this week for example i bought um a loaf of wholemeal bread that my son uh, has for his lunch and i turned it over and looked at the fact that it had um it had sugar in it it had palm oil in it it had um some kind of caramel additive in it to make it taste you know i guess sweeter although you know i didn't really imagine that uh bread needs to taste sweet but that's clearly what happens and so my point around this is that that's not going to help you lose weight um and the two biggest culprits for this are fats and um sugar so on fats we need fats and we need lots of fats in our diet but we don't need the manufactured vegetable fats they're highly inflammatory really bad for the gut um, and are just really bad for us in general and that will not help you lose weight and then the second thing is sugar sugar is in everything and the the problem with that is when the body takes it in and it digests it and it converts the sugar to glycogen to be stored in the muscles as energy when we have too much and the body can't break that all down and store it as energy it then gets turned to fat and then our body starts storing it as fat so just by understanding what is in food, uh, reading the food labels, you can actually make changes to your diet and without any exercise, you will start to lose fat. Your body composition will change and improve. Um, and then once you add in exercise to the mix, then you will start to see some significant changes with body composition um, and weight. And one final thing I want to say on the topic of weight and that is again the dietary and nutrition industries i think have way too much emphasis on weight weight is just a measure a real high level measurement and um you know we are all different shapes and all different heights and so you know one one guy's my you know i'm six foot nearly six foot four so my weight in comparison with somebody who's five foot nine is obviously going to be very, very different. But my body composition could be very different from, from those two people, from, from that other person. So, uh, and, and we could eat the same amount of diet. So it's, it's, weight is just a, a generic, I would say, a generic measurement. It's a good indication as to, you know, whether or not you're carrying too much. But once you've, you've got to relative, uh, you know, a relatively, the relatively right weight for your height and size then you know you then have to start again looking at your uh, macronutrient intakes and that will obviously um, affect body composition but it won't necessarily affect overall weight because once you start to to build muscle then you know your weight won't necessarily go down it actually might go up but your body composition might 
change significantly in that you will become a lot more muscular but a lot more leaner so less fat and more muscle um and i think that when the majority of dads speak to me that's ideally what they want to do you know they want to lose unfortunately for us men all of our fat gets stored around the lower part of our bellies um and the majority of us want to lose that really just for, to make us feel better about ourselves if we're honest and aesthetically to look better right um as we age, as we age and so my point is that weight is just a small indicator of of where you're at um it's not an overall measure of um you know the progress you've made so those are the three things just to recap then about busyness you know making sure that you are scheduling it in um making sure you understand when the best time of the day it is for you to train um you know choosing workouts that are that are only 12 to 18 minutes and you know they will give you a good hard workout uh motivation again it's about choosing something you like understanding why you're doing what you're doing in terms of getting fitter and healthier and perhaps having a goal there and then finally, you know, losing weight, um, you know, 80% of your results will come from your diet. And so making sure that, you know, your portion sizes are under control, that you are having, you know, uh, not processed foods where possible. And when you do understand what processed foods you're having, making sure they don't have the inflammatory vegetable oils uh, and high amounts of, uh, of sugar in there. Um, and just by those three things alone, you know, you will start to make some significant um, changes uh, and you can quite easily and effectively uh, achieve your goals, even still, uh, you know, whilst fitting it in around the crazy busy lives that we are now back to uh, now um, lockdown is lifting. So I really, really hope that helps. If you have any further questions about um, what I've talked about today, then feel free to um, send me a message on social media. So on the Facebook page or Instagram, it's all Fitter Healthier Dad. You can email me Darren with a double R at fitterhealthierdad.com and I'll be more than happy to answer your questions. If you want to check out some of my programs, if you go to our website and then the top right hand corner, go to the 9010 Transformation System you'll go over to our page which will show you the the 30 day 90 10 challenge the 90 day and then the 90 day with coaching or all at various different price points um, and if you're not if you haven't started before uh, and you want to try try us out you want to try some of my programs out i have a free five day challenge and a free 14 day fat loss kickstart as well um, and they just kind of give you an indication as to what goes on in the 9010 transformation program so i hope that helps guys have a great week and i'll look forward to speaking to you again soon thanks for listening to the fitter healthier dad podcast if you enjoyed today's episode please hit subscribe and i would really appreciate if you could leave a review on itunes all the links mentioned in the episode will be in the show notes and a full transcription is over at fitterhealthierdad.com.